0: everyone SP Philos4 here back with another episode of the Refill Studio as always get your cans ready we're going to refill to 99 as we always do and we're ready for the next set um this episode we have a special special feature where our special guest in the, the later in the episode is going to be Lucia Hunter who is our um EN Bang Dream community manager So he's going to be answering a lot of common questions that many of you might have about the game. So definitely stick around to the special guest feature. Of course, before we begin and go to that feature, we're going to talk about the usual uh, franchise updates and all the other fun stuff that we usually do at the beginning. So um, let's first uh, get right into it with this episode and start talking about some updates around um, JP Dory. So, of course, um, JP Dory, we are finally um, at the Morphonica collaboration. Um, I actually made a video about that, and it's already starting at the time of this recording. Uh, it is a collaboration with the time I got reincarnated as a slime, or Tensura for short. So Morphonica's collab is the last collab, or essentially the last band to have a collab with another franchise. We actually have um, a collab for every other fr- uh, every other band, um, starting off with, of course, uh, Afterglow uh, collabing with Persona. Then we had Roselia with Rezero, and and then there's a bunch of other collabs, like for instance Hello Happy World with Ojamajo, uh, Pasta Palettes with Zombie Land Saga. Uh, we also had, uh, I'm just trying to remember the re- the rest of them here. A uh, and Party had Railgun, of course, uh, and and then of course Razor Suelen had uh, the Tokyo Revenger. So every band has now had a collab. And it's actually lining up pretty well with like a lot of things. Like for instance, um, we are already um, all seven bands have an extra song. All seven bands have a artist tie up and it's kind of leading towards like the end of the year and going into the 60th anniversary. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be more collab news in the future. Uh, so maybe pop and party or Roselia or the other bands will have a, a chance to collab with another franchise. after the sixth anniversary hits, but, Again, we'll see how it goes. Again, it's sort of kind of wrapping things up. And I'm not sure if you guys have any particular opinions on what um, collab you enjoyed the most um, out of the seven that we've had. Um, again, based on personal preference myself, and the Persona one was just like really like out there and it was like, it definitely gave a pretty lasting impression. Um, so I, I definitely do have some bias on, on the Persona one. Although out of all the other animes and other franchises they collabed with, the only one I'm really too familiar with other than Persona is the Re:Zero, so you know a little bit of bias there. Um I actually also thought that was a pretty uh, good collab overall, but maybe in the comments below uh, let me know what you think about um you know what uh, collab you were most excited about um out of the 7. Out of the 7 that you you which one you found you enjoyed the most and and why. Definitely let me know um in the comments below. Yeah. So Basically, basically, um, with the fact that this Tensula collab is now on, and again, if you want more information about that, I made a video on my channel, so feel free to check it out. Um, I'll probably link a card up there somewhere, and you'll get a chance to look at it. But basically, um, with the Tensula um, collab, and the fact that the Garpa station livestream didn't really announce any other new cover songs other than the two that are for this collab, that does mean that the next couple of events, at least until the next Garpa live station, are going to be full bands. And again, for those who are like maybe unaware, Uh, basically if it's going to be a full band event it's always going to be the original song that comes with it and if it's a mixed event so i.e. characters that are mixed from different bands and come together in an event it's always going to be a cover song that's sort of like the event song Uh, so the fact that they haven't mentioned or revealed any new covers means that most likely we will still have a couple of full bands for the next while Um, the band that's actually due for an event very soon is Roselia so it's been let me do the count here it's about about 10 events ago. Time flies for sure, Um, since the last full Roselia event, so um Roselia's due for one, and the, it, in terms of who would be featured on the banner, I do believe Yukina and Rinko are both overdue, so it's going to be probably one of those two. If I were to lean towards someone, my my gut feeling says Yukina, but... I, it could also be Rinko who knows because uh, Yukina does hasn't been on a banner for a while and all the other four Roselia uh, characters have been on banners for a while um but we'll see we'll see if I'm wrong or not uh, but yeah Roselia should be the next uh, event and it's closer to like it's going to be like November-ish so I don't know what kind of theme it'd be but it'll be very interesting to see um the other band that's actually kind of overdue is past the palettes now I- I'm not sure how pasta palettes will work and I, I really don't know if pasta Palettes will actually have an event uh, relatively soon not necessarily because they, they haven't pre-planned it but um this kind of leads leads to another topic about um one of the voice actresses as part of uh, pasta palettes which is uh, Mayashima ami which is who is the voice actress of aya um one thing I want to just mention uh, is that uh, in the previous event, which was School Excursion um, for Hanayoka Academy, um, there was a cover song that was going to be released um, as part of that event, which was Dakara Hitori Janai, which is one of the ending themes to uh, My Hero Academia. And that was covered by Pass the Pallets, but they actually did not add that song into the game. Um, they said that they're just going to add it at a later time which is a bit concerning because this is not the first time that has happened to a Pass the Palette song. Um, For another event, which was that day, that song, they actually delayed the Akogare across song as well. Um, And they added it to the game a little bit later. Uh, Ironically, in the other School of Excursion event uh, featuring Hanasaki Gawa. Um, But so the fact that Amita uh, has a little bit of a history of, uh, I guess, missing out on, on, on recordings and You know, she has been a bit MIA for the past while. I am a little bit worried. Um, I'm I really hope it's not nothing, anything serious. But uh, you know, all I have to do, and I'm not going to like you know speculate too much about this. But I just you know hope and pray that everything's okay uh, on her side. Um, again, she has, has been a bit MIA on social media as well, uh, but I hope everything's okay with, with Amita. She's definitely one of my favorite voice actresses in uh, Bang Dream. So, you know, just best wishes for her. Um, I ho- hopefully it's just happy news. Maybe it's like, you know, uh, having some other... Um, things on the side that she's working on, but uh, overall, uh, again, I'm just uh, just want to share some share my thoughts here and just share uh, those that news to everyone because again, um, it may not be something as as much of a discussion that people may have uh, really thought about, uh, but I just want to bring that up because again, I just want to shed some light on some of the things that are going on, especially you know again. The fact that an event song has been delayed for the second time for pasta the Palettes, again, I am a little bit worried about that. But again, hopefully it's not anything too serious and all the best to Amita now this also leads to the thing that whether or not uh she will appear in the bang dream special live so for those who aren't aware uh, of course viva la live which was an event uh, that was supposed to happen in 2020 was a sort of celebration for bang dream where all seven bands would come together and rejoice and celebrate um now that of course because of the pandemic that got delayed and now the news date is going to be november 14th or not 14th uh the weekend of november 11th um should be around November 12th in, in japan um for japan so that event has finally been rescheduled and presumably again all seven bands should be there so again fingers crossed amita will show up we'll see how that goes um this will be like the first time i think that all seven should appear at the same time which is really exciting and again it's a, it's a celebration that's overdue for about two years so Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And the reason why I'm looking forward to that is because for our overseas viewers, uh, there is the opportunity for you to actually buy uh, tickets to watch it virtually. It is going to be happening live in Japan, but there's an opportunity for overseas viewers to actually see it virtually. And there's actually a site, like an official site for you to buy the tickets and such. I've actually already bought the tickets and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, (laughs) The only issue is that the concert is happening at the same time. And I'm at an anime convention, so I'm not sure if I really have the time to watch it. Uh, But what I hope to do is to have a recording of the uh, concert and share it with server members uh, on a specific date sometime in November. Uh, We'll probably won't be on the exact weekend that people watch it, but it'll be probably sometime in the future. So again, if you are interested in watching, uh, feel free to join the young Academy discord server Uh, again, links in the description below if you want to or if you want to learn more about getting a ticket yourself again i'll leave some uh, links in the description below as well so again this is a big celebration to have all seven bands come together and perform at the same time i'm definitely really really looking forward to it especially because it has been a while since i've watched a uh, a bang dream live uh, I think the last live i watched was maybe around this time last year um, i haven't had the chance to watch too much um I guess, online records because there there wasn't really too much available. Uh, This is like the first time in a while where they kind of gave the opportunity for overseas uh, viewers to watch it. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, So I I think this will be something that uh, will be a lot of fun, especially we'll have a lot of people, I believe, in the server that's going to watch with me. So, you know, just going to keep everyone posted in the server on when the viewing is going to be. So, again, if you're interested, feel free to join in and hope to see you there. So um, one other thing I do want to mention, and I just want to, you know, uh, give a big shout out to myself. I know in the previous, uh, Refill Studio episode, I mentioned how, uh, the cover collection was well overdue and there should be an announcement on a new cover collection, uh, very soon. Now, of course, as I said that, uh, a cover collection was indeed, <laughs> was indeed sort of, uh, announced, I think about like a week, um, a week after I, uh, Uh, I, uh, made a, made a mention about that and indeed the cover collections revealed and they actually already revealed all the songs usually gives, they, they spend a bit of time on, you know, waiting on when to reveal the songs, but they've actually just revealed it flat out to Varus, which is, uh, quite nice for sure so for those again who are unaware about the cover collection i will just mention what the songs are going to be and when is it going to be released first of all volume um seven of the cover collection is going to be released on december 14th and it's going to feature 14 songs uh with pop and party we have vampire and kaibutsu so those are really good songs there um <laughs> I don't work for Bushiroad, guys. I don't. That's Lucia Hunter. Uh Lucia will come a bit later in this uh in this episode. Uh, so vampire and kaibutsu, so deco 27 and the uh yosobi the B-Stars opening. Uh, Afterglow we have Mental Chainsaw and Abnormalize. Um so mental chainsaw is Kairiki Bear and Abnormalize is the Psychopath opening, I believe. Um Past the palettes, we have Haru Tsugeru from Yama and Sparkling Daydream, which is a song by Zach. And it's the opening to the, I believe, Chunibyo. Uh, Rosalia, we have Realize, which is the Re Zero second season opening by Konami Suzuki and Preserve Roses featuring, of course, Rosalia and Ron. Um, and this, I believe, is a uh, it's a Nana Mizuki song in TM Revolution. Um, Nishijo opening for Hello Happy World, Hyadai Hi- no Jojo Yujo as well as Sivu President from Hello Happy World and Aya and Mashiro. Colorful Box, which is Shirabaka Shirobaka opening for Morphonica, as well as Unravel, which, again, I mentioned in the previous episode. Unravel is the one that um, I-, I did speculate that would be in the cover collection. And for the Cylinder, you have Crybaby, which is part of the Tokyo Re- Revengers um, collab, as well as Megizune, which is from, of course... Everyone's favorite. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I-, I did ask a few of my server members on what their favorite uh, or what the what song they're most looking forward to, um, and I'll put it on the right side there, so you could see some of the the uh, songs that our server members are looking forward to. I'll also, read some of the YouTube comments that we have here. Um, we have Mickey Kaibutsu, Unravel, and Crybaby as well as Realize. So, a lot of songs that people are excited for. I think out of all of them myself, I'm personally most looking forward to Unravel. Um, again, the fact that they've already performed it live, I haven't had a chance to hear it. I think Unravel would be really interesting to hear live. Or, sorry, not live, full. Um, I'm also pretty interested about Kaibutsu, honestly. I think Kaibutsu would be a pretty interesting cover um, to, to listen to. And if I were to give a third one, probably Sivu Prezino. Um, I think that one's actually like, I mean, I, the, the the song just recently got added into, uh, uh, Yandori and I, I do quite like it quite a bit. One also thing to note about this cover collection is that you can notice that a lot of the songs are like sort of relatively recent or they were kind of part of a special, um, occasion right so some of these came during the 0.5 year anniversary some of these songs others came uh because of collaborations like uh no jojo yujo as well as crybee they're all sort of like they all have a special kind of occasion to the song so you know if you're if you're like maybe uh someone who's like waiting for songs like um Maybe you're waiting for songs like Kuchisuke Diamond, which is part of the uh, the 0.5-year anniversary uh, setup, or maybe you're looking forward to another song like Goodbye Sengen. Um, I, that could happen in Volume 8. Now, again, the volume collections or the cover collections have been coming a little slower than expected, so um, who knows when the next one's going to be, but um, that's going to be pretty interesting again. So again, if you have... Um, you know if you have any uh if you have any suggestions uh, below uh, or maybe you have some thoughts about the cover collection feel free to let me know and of course uh, what songs you're most looking forward to all right so um yeah so y- yeah exactly right because again co- i think one thing about the cover collection as well this also confirms that they've basically already recorded the um the full versions when they add them to the game right because again as i mentioned previously uh in the episode has a little bit a- mia right now but yet her two songs are going to be added in the cover collection uh, and the and sparkling daydream right so uh, sparkling Daydream, i think we already had the full version and then you know how to get it is is relatively new so you know the, the fact that that's still going to be in the cover collection means that he probably recorded the full versions a lot earlier it's just that we don't really release it until um later so yeah so so we'll see how it goes with the cover collection but again um i'll probably give a listen on stream at one point once they're released and of course i'll share my opinions as I, as i always do All right, so I think we're pretty much wrapping up here um, in terms of the sort of first half of this episode here. Uh, Just before we go, as always, I always want to share the top three um, and just kind of give some shout-outs to those who recently tiered in Ian Dory events for this past month in October. Um, So there were three events that happened. There's one that's actually going to end relatively soon, uh, but that will happen in the next episode. I will give shout-outs to you there. Um, But in terms of the October events, we've had three as well. First of all, we have Snow Rose. Um, So it's the Christmas Rosalia event. Uh, Big congratulations to Nebby for taking first place. Um, so Nebby, again, a former podcast guest, actually one of our first few guests here uh, on the Refill Studio. So uh, they got the first, uh, their, I guess their second uh, T1 in a very, very long time. So um, congratulations to Nebby. Um, Fluffy and Tyron rounds up the top two and top three. So big congratulations to both of you. Both of them are pretty heavy Roselia fans. It's not their first time on this stage, but um, again, Big congrats to both of you and all three of you for doing so well in the Snow Rose uh, event. It was a it was a competitive event. Fluffy and Nebby were competing for T one, uh, but uh, Nebby came out on top near the very end. So uh, good stuff to Nebby. And the next event was I'm not that kind of person. Another competitive event. Uh, this time it was featuring Lilith. And Davy Cat, Uh, Davy Cat, again, a very recent guest in the podcast. When he mentioned that, um, you know, he was going to tier an event very soon, it was literally that this event. Um, But Lilith did get first place. I believe this is his first uh, time getting first place. Um, So big congrats to Lilith. Uh, There have been a few attempts. I saw Lilith try to get T1. Hasn't happened. So the fact that T1 happened here. Um, big shout outs to them there. Uh, Davey hat, does settle for second place. And rounding out third place, we have none other than Kev's. Not surprising there. Kev's is always in the lurk uh, whenever there's an event that he can tear. He'll always go for it. So um, big shout outs to Kev's there. And lastly, for, uh, for the Razor Swift Band Story 3. Coruscate DNA. Uh, big congratulations to Riley for getting first place again. Riley, a relatively recent podcast guest as well. Uh, they didn't really mention Coruscate uh, DNA during the episode too much, but at last minute they kind of decided we're gonna go for T1, and that has happened right there. So big congrats to Riley there. Uh, rounding out the top three, we have Quapsul as well as Hana. I believe both of these individuals have tiered raises of events before. Nothing too new there. Again. It is a smaller niche community for raising years but again, congratulations to both of, uh, to all three of you for your amazing achievements in the event. And again, right now the current event, um, that's going to be ending in a few days. By the time you listen to this episode, it might already have ended, but I'll share the results, uh, for this, uh, for this event, uh, once that time comes. And of course. That is going to be the singing contest. So the, the New Year's event um, <laughs> in, uh, in October. Now, again, some people might be like, oh, New Year's in October. Um, not a lot of fun, but you know what? You know what? That's how it is um, with uh, with uh, New Year's and the speed up. And to be honest, after you hear um, what Lucia Hunter has to say in the uh, podcast guest special feature, you might think that the speed up might be a good idea. So who knows? The might member opinions might change. So again, uh, we'll move on to the other side of the studio. We'll be talking with Lucia Hunter. This is a pre-recording from a panel I've done a question and answer period uh, with Lucia Hunter in person at Northwest Idol Fest in Seattle. It was done around last week uh, at the time of this recording. So definitely check that out. It's going to be. It was an, honestly a very informative Q and A panel. I've definitely learned a lot from the questions I've asked. So hope you all enjoy that. So uh, let's get right into the other side. Hey everyone. It's Phil here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. As a reminder, the Refill Studio podcast is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And when you're there, feel free to give comments, leave a high rating. All that support is greatly appreciated. Now that the Refill Studio podcast is having a less frequent upload schedule, uh, this will encourage you to hopefully join the UNGA Academy Discord server. Links in the description below. So you're up to date on when the live recordings on the podcast are happening and when the next episode will be. Of course, in the live recordings, you can contribute to the discussion, including to the studio question. And of course, um, interact with special guests featured on this podcast. So hope to see you there. Now, big shout outs to our Filler Nation members. So, You guys always get shout outs there. They've been constantly supporting me on my content. So greatly appreciate you guys. And if you want a chance to join the filler nation as well, feel free to either subscribe to my Twitch channel where I stream quite often. I also have a Patreon links in the description below. And of course, if you're on YouTube, you can just give a quick, super thanks. All that support of course is greatly appreciated and it means a lot to me. So thank you all so much for listening to Refo studio The episode will resume shortly. Let's get right into it. Everyone. Hello everyone, this is uh, SB Philos 4 here, probably me Phil, for short. Um, welcome to the Q&A panel for, featuring Lucia Hunter, the special guest um, for Northwest Idol Fest 2022. So, um, this Q&A panel, again, usual stuff, we'll be asking questions to Lucia. I have a few questions to start things off as an introduction. And anyone else who wants to ask a question, feel free to come up uh, or just shout out your, your question um you may notice another intricate system on this side here uh this is the reason why is because this is also going to be recorded as part of my podcast series called the refill studio i am uh i have a podcast for for bang dream in particular and it's going to be uploaded on youtube at the end of each uh, at the end of the month so um if you want to check it out check it out on spotify google podcast apple podcast youtube as well so yeah and of course um, i think we have some of our uh, discord server members also joining in as well i'll just quickly check with them just uh see here i don't think we have it uh live okay well i'll just have it here just checked here and um i'm just gonna make sure it's recording as well looks uh looks good all right so uh let's begin so again welcome to uh welcome to the pacific northwest i believe for the first time
1: uh, I've been in Seattle about five years ago for Five a, years for ago. Sure thing. I think it was a Dragon Ball tour So okay. we went to Seattle Then across Canada But mm. touring Seattle for the first time Yeah, definitely no Okay, idea. okay Well,
0: regardless Welcome to our um, Sort of uh, Coordinator here Our social media Manager yeah. For for uh, Bang Dream And D4DJ or EN server uh, Lucia Hunter All the way coming from Singapore So welcome Thank you, thank you I actually should have brought my own I have a style That's exactly the same Except mine's is a little bit like the bow ties, a little bit kind of fallen off. Oh, so so I could definitely tell if it's mine. But um, yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part. But again, welcome, uh, Lucia. It's great to have you. So again, uh, this is a and A panel, so this will be a point for everyone to ask questions if you want. I'm gonna start off with a few questions myself, just kind of get a warm up, an introduction. And again, if anyone wants to hop in and ask any questions, at some point, uh, let me know. So first of all, uh, Lucia, again. Because, uh, you know, you, you you work for Bushiro, but before even that happened, right? Before working in, in Bushiro, what what first got you into Bushiro like in the, as a franchise as a whole? Like, how did you first start being a fan of, of Bushiro? Like, what is your first franchise and all that?
1: Okay, so my first franchise would be uh, Love Life. They was back mm-hmm. in 2013. So the, the launch of the Love Life is quite a festival game. That was what really first got me into all these things. Mm-hmm. So I was playing on a Japanese server at the time, and then... Uh, after like a few years of being there i started working on the love life video so that was like a, a major involvement as a fan i guess i ran the media like updating a lot of uh, translations and stuff and then from there i went to build the video twitter as well so that was one of my bigger achievements i guess uh it from like 700 plus followers to over thirty thousand. then from there i did apply to Inter and bushiro so i think it was the summer of 2016 so i was still a student back then back university so i applied to Know, do an internship because you know it's highly competitive in singapore you know, everyone used to have like internships or summer courses to you know sort of get a job after they graduate so at that time you know i was like panicking like i don't know what i want to do mm-hmm. but i was like well, i'm a weeb i like this bank and like this, bank. <laughs> <laughs> this game, right and they have an office in singapore so mm-hmm. you know, just apply and see where it goes so i interned with them for a month uh, i worked on the far right singapore one well, of it was the second one back in singapore back then mm-hmm. so that was like uh, my first experience with event management and i realized i really kind of liked it as well so even back then in my university, I was also doing this whole thing in my club as well. I generally. see. Yeah, that, so from there, uh, a year later, when I graduated. Bushiro, they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to join full time because they also kind of like, you know, transitioning through a growth phase as well. Mm. So I took, uh, off, I took the offer and then I joined Bushiro officially in 2017. I see, I see. I was just going
0: to ask, like, how did you suddenly get employed by, by Bushiro? <laughs> because like, you know, from, from being a fan to an actual, you know, working for, for for a company that you, you know, really I guess you have some thoughts and uh, you know fun favorites about so it's really interesting that you're able to get that opportunity to become actually employed you know through an internship and then eventually get fully um, fully uh, sort of installed into the Road here so uh, before I want to talk a little bit more maybe a bit more about your work I want to ask the sort of I guess the the question that i maybe people, a lot of people ha- have in mind in terms of like Boucher Road as a whole like in terms of the franchise as a whole, is there like a particular favorite character you have, or favorite like unit, or and also favorite Seiyu as <laughs> there's
1: there's
2: well? A well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Saya, right? Saya, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's been the longest time that like, you know. I think I first really got into Bang Dream when it was handling like when we launched the English version. Mm. So from there, I guess Saya really spoke to me as a character. So you mm. know, kind of her, wanted to the support their yeah, unit's activities. So. And so Seiyu, why is actually a more a favorite of Aiba uh, Aina Yeah Yep, yeah. so well, I in the same unit right, so it kind of works up for me as well you know? So I tend to try and go for Rosetta life if possible
2: Yeah, for sure
1: now, Honestly, that's, it's so funny because like I feel
0: like I know a lot of Saiyu fans out there who like, their favorite Seiyu is Aiba Aina <laughs> so, Myself included Like we, even though we love, I mean Kudohara is great okay, Yeah, She's great, mm-hmm. but there's something about Aiba Aina Mm-hmm. That, that hits a bit different so yeah that's that's definitely fair so yeah that's that's a pretty good question there so so when you first got into the internship and eventually got employed in the right how did they decide that you were going to be like you know part of the en community like managing the community because you then mentioned how like the launched. so you i guess you were sort of immediately implemented on its beginnings when it got into EN endory or, or how does that work
1: okay so at the time my main job was like is to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very confused because I, I did do sales as well, but look at looking at events. I think my community was doing events at the time. So what happened was we launched a new mobile department. We created a whole new department just for this. Mm-hmm. And then they were working on a game and I wasn't on the project at the start. So I only came on the project like a little bit like one or two in because I was getting really involved in the game and I was kind of known within the community. Mm-hmm. So the community like, would ask me about things and I would be able to answer those questions as well. And then from there like you know we should sort of took noticed that you know i was already kind of actively involved in this so they decided to you know, make it part of my official job scope as well mm-hmm. okay well, well that's really that's really cool especially like again just having someone
0: who like is really like has an understanding of the community and have like a direct contact for our fans it's like definitely i think something that we maybe take for granted as Bandary fans and d4dj fans <laughs> because i know for certain i have some people who are like into project sekai and like, when they try to get in a hold of like someone it's
1: just it's yes, right it's impossible it's a right more difficult for certain projects I would say Especially yeah. a larger company ones you know, because they exactly. a lot of practices in Japan are very different mm-hmm. so even back in 2018 it's not a very common thing to have you know like community discords, you know official yeah. discords. Exactly. So there's kind of something that we did, it was kind of pioneering as well back then. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, w- what are what are some of the day-to-day duties? Like, what do you do on a typical day <laughs> in, in Bushiro headquarters?
1: Okay, so my main job scope is still events and licensing. Mm-hmm. So, events wise, I would solve, like, look out for events that you want to attend. Mm-hmm. So, I reach out to them and negotiate, like, uh, prices for the floor, like how, how, how much do you, you know, charge us and stuff, then if guests get involved they I have to sort of contact Japan and ask them are they interested in setting a guest, mm-hmm. then take care of the guest party arrangements, take care of the stage uh, plans like your presentations, make everything, the scripts, so there's a lot to prepare usually for that, but that thankfully you know, corn season in North America usually is not like, you know, summer season usually, it doesn't get on for much of that, so rest of the year I'm relatively free, usually from January to probably, you know, it's more of a lax period for me. Okay. So that's usually when I focus more on my other duties. So from there, my other job school is uh, community management, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of focus more on during that period because, you know, more free time on my hands. Yeah. So community management-wise, uh, you know, I get paid to shit most of this for it. Yes, Just effectively yeah. there. you know, just picture that, you know, players are still happy in the game. I check in, I try and read all the backlog, but it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of impossible sometimes, but I just try to make sure that, you know, everything's going smoothly, Usually the mods will keep an eye for me and spotting me if there's anything going yeah. wrong. Yeah. So that's the really grateful to all the mods who play all the time to really manage all the things for me. So
0: the mods in the in the official yeah. Yeah. server. Yeah. So shout outs to people like uh, Yvette and uh, Houdini Owls. You might be listening right now. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so that's really cool. That's honestly really cool. And, and, and Lucia, one thing you mentioned is that like you work with guests, right? So like you know, obviously this is your first time being a guest yourself, think, yes. right, <laughs> in a con. But like, how is it working with like guests when you're actually hosting the, like these cons? I'm mean, guessing when you're when you working with guests, you're like working with maybe some of your favorite you, maybe mm-hmm. in the in the franchise. So how, how does that work? How is that experience?
1: I guess the most memorable experience would be met. Man, and Melbourne back in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So the guest for that year was Eva aina mm-hmm. So like I say she's not safe. Managed to get her down. Then it was kind of amazing. I mean, because mm-hmm. that con was also very well run. Like the of owner just really took care of us very well. They treated us very well. We had a local tc distributor, the card site also treated us to everything as well. And so yeah, it's kind of funny, like you know, just me and her and the uh, manager and then someone else from the Japan office. and we just went around like you having dinners every night. <sighs> I'm so jealous! I'm actually so jealous.
0: Uh, if only I like lived in Singapore and applied for intern like Lucia did. Oh my goodness. I I'm actually so jealous. A, a dinner with Iva Aina, what a dream.
1: Yeah, anyway. but I mean okay. But frankly speaking, you know, there is still a very professional gap. You have very careful sure. with this things sure. because you know, the moment they see you I not acting professional, right? That's a serious problem. So yeah, yeah. you have to solve sort of add additional layers of security and just be, be sure that you're not overstepping oh, yeah. any boundaries for sure because it sure. commutes at stake. I,
0: I, I would be a, a, a mess. I yeah. would be a <laughs> mess if I had to like speak with I Aina herself but uh, yeah that's that's just how it is.
1: <laughs> so so
0: far how are you feeling because again I know you've been to a few international cons I believe you've been here in AX before or like AX and, and other bigger cons so, what would you say is like the difference between like cons outside of Singapore versus like, you know, or outside of Asia compared to like
1: cons in Asia?
0: Do you see any differences or?
1: Oh, so for North American cons, between North American cons and Asian cons, right? Yeah. Asian cons are very industry-led, mm-hmm. so I think most, you know, well obviously the industry is dead in the first place, so they're siding to the a direct audience. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the companies just come together, make their stuff. But when it comes to North American cons, right, because the you know, history is that, you know, there wasn't a lot of content coming over from Asia. So fans usually have to take the charge in making these things. Mm-hmm. So things like what we're doing now, panels, you know, they're completely an unknown concept in Asia. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have fan led panels, you know, no one's gonna pay to attend those. Everyone just wants to you know see what the industry, what the companies are sharing instead. So it's kind of interesting to see how fans come together to make content for other fans and then you know. It just new to me as well experiencing
0: yeah. all this yeah. Northside side fest is definitely quite quite different where it's again it's a uh, fans yeah. making con like making this con for fans so it's definitely very different mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot more small scale but you know that has a nice family vibe to it and, yeah, and yeah, of course yeah, we, yeah. we appreciate having you all of course flying yeah. all the way from from singapore to, to come here like that's like a, a huge flight and you know you came here and you know, the weather unfortunately wasn't very very friendly <laughs> to you singapore was like what like 20 30 something 20 something 30 something. thirty
1: degrees degrees celsius all year round yeah today's what nine nine degrees yeah (laughs) nine degrees with heavy rain it's uh that's
0: welcome to the pacific northwest here (laughs) like again we never had a rain in like months and then once you come they're like okay bring the rain bring the rain for lucia (laughs) all right (laughs) all right so i think that's enough like introduction introductory questions for me otherwise i will go on forever so i have to stop myself at some point so uh, does anyone have any particular questions they want to ask? If not, then of course, I'll continue through my set of questions. But so far, does anyone have any other questions they want to ask? Yes. Uh, how is character popularity uh, looked at in like, management and development? Mm. Like, uh, I guess it's, we were talking about this right
2: before the panel, but like, does character popularity, do you think it affects who gets banners, who gets events? who's paired with who
1: on the banners, like, would they pair a popular character with a less popular character on purpose? So for that, that would be a, you know something that Japanese devs would be more familiar on, but I would say definitely, obviously the data, they definitely do analyze the data, because they do ask everyone who's their favorite character and stuff. As so for how much influence it has, right, definitely there will be some influence, but I do think that topics writers right, are generally more they do write what they want to write. you know. They, they are very focused on the story. And I think that's well they have a very strong commitment to the story and how to develop the characters in new ways that the fans haven't seen before. So although you have the certain set parents that you always see together, they try and explore outside of that and bring the characters into new interactions to see how, how they can bounce off each other and create new facets of the characters they haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like a, like a chart,
0: people like like sort of uh, make, like track, to yeah. so like a chart of like this character interacted with this character before and then yeah, like, yeah. you know, you, you might have a similar thing where it's like, okay, well, maybe they, these two characters have interacted yet and then mm-hmm. just kind of, let's see if we could make an event or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that product practice, they do take a lot of notice on that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, well, that's a good question. Any other questions? All right,
0: I'll I'll keep going with my set of questions. We also have uh, some questions from the Discord server as well that I I host. So, again, if you are listening from Discord, if you have any questions, feel free to ask as well. Um, My question is related to because, again, you do licensing. My question is about delayed viewings because it's been a long time since we had delayed viewings. And uh I would love to have delayed viewings back. So you know right, right? I I think a lot of people would. Um it's it's been a while, obviously with COVID is it's definitely affected a lot of
1: a lot of things here. But any any uh any updates on when we could maybe see delayed viewings again? It's funny you're asking that because the guy responsible for that is also in the room, but it's not me. Oh (laughs) so Okay, we it. let me. Yeah. Okay, so at the start, right, what happened was I really wanted to bring viewing to Singapore and to other countries as well. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that was that you know it just wasn't very financially stable because mm-hmm. you know you need to rent out theaters, you need to do all this uh processing work on creating the the video data, right? It actually mm-hmm. was quite costly. So we wanted to also distribute across North America, and that was like a whole different kind of worms that we couldn't really understand. Mm-hmm. But nothing my friend over there, uh they actually created a whole new company to support me on this to do distribution across the whole of north america wow yeah so after that you know covid hit That sort of put a huge break in our tracks you know and then from there we are still looking into it but i think you know with covid we do start looking into different alternatives now you know there's a lot of this (laughs) delayed online viewings that are accessible to across most of the world so i think from there that might be the new direction we're doing you know online as opposed to in cinemas although i don't know that obviously the difference the experience is fundamentally different, you know, getting together yeah. with fans and cheering together. But definitely. But the whole cinema issue was just not that. No, easy to though. I can
0: imagine that right like again you have to work with a bunch of different like parties yeah, right? Yeah. like to, to work on that and you know cinema experience is really nice I don't know if anyone has done a delayed viewing inside a cinema experience like the tigers are, are pretty crazy <laughs> and then like the staff right the staff yeah. in the cinemas they, 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 they're like oh photography is not allowed in movies but they see us and they're like what the heck is going on and they're filming us like you know doing all the fun stuff but yeah I can definitely agree though that like online like the online streaming platform yeah. does make a lot of sense yeah. because you know, just make it more accessible for them. There's going to be one for uh, Bandera 2022, yes, TV yeah. Live in yeah. November. Mm-hmm. So make sure to check that out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's good to hear, though. But we'll, we'll see how that how that develops. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more with a friend. In the back <laughs> and see if there's any other plans that we could do. <laughs> so I think kind of building a little bit more because you have mentioned how you want to build on other countries. I believe, you know, people on my Discord server, they they're they're pretty international, right? We have people from uh, Malaysia. We have people from uh, Russia. We have people from like Europe as well. Like I imagine plans there might be a little bit difficult. I know, especially our European fans. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit tough because you don't
1: know how much interest is really out there. Eh? Mm-hmm. And Europe, especially as a region, is kind of difficult for us because it's kind of spread out. Of course, mm-hmm. I mean, a whole EU, obviously, if there's any area we're looking at. I think it would either be Germany or France for mm-hmm. the forms of our fans. But at the same time, reaching in those areas can be a little bit difficult, price-wise as well. Mm-hmm. So it all comes to this, like different issues. I like, you know, how much can we, uh, how much can we reach out to our fans that are there? Mm-hmm. And do make out a significant portion of fans of our fan base? Because simply speaking, I feel like that uh, North America is still gonna be our main marketplace. So even though we do want to reach out to new areas like even Canada, for example, yeah, yeah, eventually when it's big enough, that is something we are looking into and we'll see how the future goes. Yeah.
0: I, I think we have a pretty strong base in Canada, but obviously me being Canada from Canada, I'm a little biased. So <laughs> maybe I'm just loud. And I feel like that's the reason why we, we have more <laughs> presence. I don't know. Anyway, um, any questions from anyone else here before I continue on the pile on the questions? I know a lot of the questions, like maybe you've already answered in Lucia's previous panel um, yesterday, but. I
2: had no. questions before I came here, and I don't remember. Them. Yes. All right, well, maybe
0: I'll, I'll blabber a bit more. And then uh, if you remember, I'll we'll ask. So uh, the next question I have, and I, I, I know you've probably spoke about this in the panel uh, yesterday, but I, I wasn't there, so I'm gonna ask this again, and also for, for our, our listeners there, as well. Yeah. Um, the bandory like the, the situation with uh, Ian Dory, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that in September of last year, they yeah. decided to sort of accelerate the schedule. Yeah. And you know, events are now like five days, six days average, mm-hmm. obviously, except for a few, when it's like on a weekend, yeah. it'll be eight days. So you know. As a fan perspective, we have our own unique perspective on, you know, yeah. our, our opinions yeah, on yeah, the speed up. But what about management side? Like, what, what is the reasoning behind the speed up?
1: Okay, so there are two main reasons. One is uh, more business side, one is more personal to me. Mm-hmm. So the business reason, right? I'm going to ask you, like, do you remember what you had for lunch last week? Probably not. Yeah, did you remember you had lunch yesterday? Yes, I did. Okay, Yeah. yeah. See, so the thing is, right, when you do development work, you know eventually your devs need to sort of cross contact with each other of mm-hmm. what they you know, certain parts of the code and stuff right mm-hmm. so if your english devs are consulting with your japanese that's what they did last year
2: mm-hmm.
1: that can be kind of difficult sometimes mm-hmm. you know the japanese devs might not even be with the company anymore mm-hmm. you No, know, but the, if you get the shorter then the sort of communication barrier is a little bit more easier mm-hmm. at the same time you know like recently you know we had issues where you know google and Apple they sort of say you know we want this change now you know we need to add this into the game now so Japan's side adds a game into the adds a feature into the game, you know, one year ahead of us. Like you know, they be adding it now, but that game version is one year ahead. So now we also have to grab that same change and add it into the current version. And that can get very complicated, you know, wise, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. more chances of things to break as opposed to your game being closer in versions.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Then it's also a consideration where what, uh, personally. You know, oh no, sorry, the other one, the other part of this business side is also, you know, fans are always asking for us to add new features, right? always asking, like, you know, can we have this feature from Japan earlier, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, unless you run the events ahead faster, you can't move the features forward because that breaks the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys might remember, but just a few months ago, there was this issue where the game went down for players who took part in a certain event, and then they couldn't rejoin the game, they couldn't get back into the game for a while. That was actually because, you know, we moved the, we moved the game version ahead. Mm-hmm. And then the, the game version changed that specific event type, the data for that specific event type. So everyone who took part in the event couldn't log in. Oh (laughs) god. Until the next event banner came up. (laughs) So yeah, this is the kind of issue that, you know, it's rather to account for all these very minor changes that can break the game. For sure. So unless you move the event schedule and the features together, right? No, it's a lot harder to make sure the game doesn't break every single time. Yeah.
0: I think from like a fan perspective you might
1: think, Oh, just put a feature like and
0: put it earlier, right? But like (laughs) it it doesn't seem like it's as easy as that okay well that definitely makes sense and i know a lot of people had a lot of questions about that that you know we're, we're not sure exactly when this speed up will continue yeah. to like maybe stop at some point or maybe it'll just keep happening okay. forever so. Yeah, so
1: okay so the other reasoning was also that uh eventually i felt that you know even though the japanese version is doing very well now mm-hmm. but eventually you know the game it has to close on right? like, like yeah. 10 years 20 years oh yeah for sure right. for sure so let said, say the input is still running at a time right do you really want to be like one year behind them because if that game closes we also close immediately right because we going to keep spending on the game that's going to close yeah, yeah. so to means you're going to lose out one whole year of content that you never got to experience mm-hmm. so for me i just sort of wanted to bring that gap as close as possible so you don't, lose out as, you don't miss out as much the fan transitors can finish up the rest can all witness the end of the story together
0: for sure for sure yeah that, that definitely makes sense i think in that perspective and maybe for those who uh, are listening that they'll, they'll, they'll maybe get a better understanding there good good um any oh,
2: question? Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember. Um Are there any other like mobile games that you would want to work on outside of Bushiro? of like, games you're interested in? That's an interesting one, but I mean personally speaking, I mean I'm only working on a few other games that I've already have English releases, so I am already i playing other games that I've already have English releases. So that's what i'm want to work on. Honestly, I'm not that into anime nowadays. So it's like I don't really follow what's coming out, of what's new. So I don't really see any Japanese kids that don't have like English versions yet. You know, so I'm not really sure how I can best answer that question. I mean, because speaking yeah. my favorite game is Arknights and it's already in English, so... Yeah. You can say Arknights, so that's a valid answer. Yeah, no, I, I English, know they right? think that I might be leaving for sure, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> not in my plan for now. Yeah, your managers might be like, whoa, 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 I we'll a conversation, conversation here.
0: <laughs> 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 what do you need to convince, to convince you to stay? <laughs> um. Okay, I, I, if anyone else, or I, I want to ask... Maybe I want to build on a question that you... Something you built on yesterday, uh, earlier, yeah. where... Um, you mentioned how, you know, when, when Google or Apple suddenly come in and be like, Hey, like we want something now, or like, you know, how do you address those? Like, well, are you involved in like dr- addressing those issues when like Apple or Google, like a third party is trying to like, you know, overtake and be like, okay, we want this feature. And then, you know, obviously you have to work with the game and the game might have issues. So so how, how does that process
1: work? Well, I'm not very involved in the development okay. side. And especially cause if it's a global change, right. For mm-hmm. requirements, right. That usually comes from Japan's side. Like, Mm-hmm. So Pratik would be the one that handles this whole thing, this negotiation with them, when can implement it. And from there, you know, our devs, our English devs will work with them on that. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's not really something you can really negotiate on because you are on Apple and Google's platform after all. So when you say yeah. it has been done, it has been done. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so I, again, I, I don't think you'll be able to answer yeah. the question of, oh, this game doesn't work on Android anymore. <laughs> I know for some of you, you might have some issues with the game on Android, but I don't think you really have. Uh, okay, so
1: Android specifically, right? We are aware that a lot of players might still have issues with uh, ever since I think maybe even last year, December. So that's really a difficult question because uh honestly we have been trying to poke our devs to work on that, but at the same time our devs don't really have uh the ability to replicate a lot of these issues because I mean yeah. we all know, you know, i i iOS is just iPhones and iPads, you know, that's easy because they have a very standard thing. Yeah. But Android specifically, right? You know, they look every manufacturers manufacturer has their own version of the Android OS mm-hmm. you know, They make their own, own OS based on the Android So even though Android is a base, they all have their own adaptation of it So across all these different OS's, right, you know, it's kind of impossible for our devs to get every single phone out there and test out the game on every single one of them yeah. So mm-hmm. that would be the problem, you know, they can't really replicate some of these issues they can't, That's why they have trouble addressing it up to now So even though they try their best to make sure that the game is you know, working with the base Version of Android, mm-hmm. so you really just kind of for all the different operating systems of the face of Android. Mm.
0: Okay, well, you know that's that's definitely uh, you know re- reasonable. we we'll have to you know again for those who don't have the phone uh, have the game working mm-hmm. on Android, we stay patient a bit longer, and you know we'll, we'll see how it goes. Ho- hopefully, yeah, no, I'm hopefully, definitely
1: still looking into the problem. It's just you know something that is very difficult for us to address at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair.
0: That's fair.
2: Okay. Good.
0: Uh, any other questions? Yep.
1: Yeah. Do you plan the frequency of, like, meme tweets? <laughs> 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 okay, so frankly speaking on this one, when it comes to my mobile team, none of them are that intact with online culture. So like, our mobile team has like maybe like uh, eight members, eight members including the manager, and all of them are working on different games, or one of them is like for digital marketing and stuff, but you need usually only have one producer for each game. And then me, I'm sort of like the sub producer or community manager for Bandry and Nico DJ. And I'm the only one who comes up with these memes actually. So <laughs> as for frequency of that, right, it's literally just when I think of something as fun, you know. Because I, I start Twitter every day, it's, a, it's kind of like, I'm very connected to social media. So when I see a meme that you can leverage on, that's when I just <laughs> try and jump in on that. Just like,
0: no, no barriers okay. from your, your employer, right? The is like, yeah, go, go ham?
1: Uh, I <laughs> mean at first they are a little bit hesitant and yeah. you do get queries from the Japan side sometimes uh-huh. asking like, <laughs> what is the meaning of this because you know, it, it these things just don't translate okay. because, and they are not very, they're not very uh, familiar with how like western twitter works you know western twitter you know corporate twitter like especially started with like Wendy's no. you know being a lot more casual more, fragile, more yeah. no 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 host no, bar no, 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 right you know, you just go all out yeah so Japanese Sweden, on the other hand, is super corporate. For sure, they, for sure. Never casual. Just straight up. You know, always just corporate messages, ads, stuff. So they're a little bit hesitant, but they decided to leave the marketing for overseas because. So. Yeah. Would Would you say that Sega, when their EN AN version
0: uh, Twitter of, of Project Sekai, kind of also like you saw like how casual they were, and you're like, maybe I'll do that, or were you already kind of like working on those like doing those memes before they did, because I know EN Sekai, like mm-hmm. they 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 post. A lot of memes if you guys know they, they post a lot of memes pretty often too so mm. i'm not sure if there's any influence from from that or, or maybe you're just like on a roll like okay I, i'm seeing memes and i'm posting them
1: i think the one that really drew my attention was probably more Genshin because Genshin i thought I was more
0: than true. Sekai
1: even though i don't really consider Sekai's tweets to be very memey. they're yeah, more right. they're casual but they're not memey. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's yeah. Right.
0: that's fair for sure okay good, good um, we have some questions from the discord server. We have Joe who asks, uh, cafe collab. When that's literally all, all just the four words.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought we had one for North America. I mean, okay. Los Angeles. Cause that's where our U S office is. So it's a lot yeah. easier to work with local partners. Yeah. I think we had one. That, when, when That was. A couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. Yeah. So, I guess when, maybe it's the question right. is when to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll check my guest office on that one and see if you've got any okay. interested business partners on that.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I imagine, like, just on the on side, right? Because you know, you working with the Japanese kind of team, that's probably pretty easy because time zones are relatively similar and you know, it's pretty easy to communicate with them. Yeah. But obviously, with the US team, that's like, half, like more than half a day away, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, does that become a little bit stressful or like difficult to, to work with them, like from a, you know a team that's like half a world away?
1: Well, there are issues with time zones definitely. But mm-hmm. the bright side is that both my my associate and me we don't really have a very we don't have very good boundaries for work life balance. I oh, <laughs> oh mean, you see even... me on this call at two a.m. Singapore time oh, talking course. to people, right? So yeah. yeah, effectively same thing. You know, we we, we just talk when we need to. You know, work just make sure the work gets done and stuff. we both very big fans of what we do so for sure you're committed to the outside of our working hours gives us a false sense
0: like oh wow Lucius up at 2am that means <laughs> the developers are also up at 2am
1: right <laughs> <Where> <laughs> to
0: they, are, they really are, <laughs> are. <laughs> unfortunately for them yeah. oh no oh no that's that's unfortunate so all right we have another question from events here events is uh something something general election so i'm guessing like how does that process work when you have to build a general election for uh, for Bander, for like, you know, how do they decide uh, what character like combinations go and, and like, what uh, you know, what's, uh, I guess, the, the theme of, of each combination?
1: Okay, so for general elections, these are usually decided by the Japan side at first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in English side, we do try and run our own spin on them. So I believe for the first few weeks, we did team up with uh, Tokyo Takumo on that to mm-hmm. try and make things uh, work out so you can actually have uh, voting and stuff. But, you know, you have to build a site. Basically, just for the building, right, and all that. So, costs are involved in that, and whether it's worth it for the players, because in the end, the players, you know, they also want the Japanese content, you know. They want the Japan winners, the songs, the costumes to be implemented into the English version, right. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, you sort of ask, is it even worth running your own English version? You commission the new art for all these things as well. So, we are trying to see if there's a balance, you know, where, is it worth running the English ones, or should we just bring over the Japanese ones and coin a day from there, yeah. Uh, okay, okay.
0: Well, yeah that's pretty interesting again for those who are unaware general election in, in bang dream is when um you know they sort of have like collaborations between like band- characters from a bunch of different bands and then you put them together and like you have um things like uh, catastrophe banquet which is one of the songs for the rpg uh uh that's yeah that's the last <laughs> one so yeah that's uh, that's it's pretty interesting to, to see that uh, you know there's a little bit mostly planning from the jp but we get yeah. a little bit of say on, on our side as well um, any questions? Any more questions from, from the room here? Yes? What would you advise the
2: overseas head to do if they, you know, besides obviously spend
1: money, <laughs> if they want to make things more successful? A good question. Uh, success-wise, definitely, we'll continue spreading the word. I guess. You know, trying to get more players on board is always how any game will grow. You, know? you get more players, then if that, naturally, you, you get a higher proportion of spending players from that. So, to grow a game definitely is just getting more people interested in the game. Or, you know, you can send feedback to us, like, you know, what things you feel might draw more people in from there. Like, what you think that, what what brought you into the franchise and how you might want to see the replicator to bring more people in, for example. So, sharing those uh, opinions with us definitely helps in our planning for what we can do to try to bring more people in.
0: Yeah, so, so, so promote, guys. Promote Bang, Dream, Girls' and Party, and D4DJ. <laughs> to the world keep it alive <laughs> okay anything else I have, a, I have a few questions as well um, well uh, one thing I don't know how, how much you're involved in this uh, Lucia but um, you know sometimes when you have you know trying to bring the English uh, you know server or game in there and from from japan um there's some issues with various songs and their copyright and then some songs don't end up actually getting into the game yeah um some songs to this day shinai i'm so sad it's still not in the game but other songs like cqcq i thought that was going to be gone or like no way that's going to be into the game and somehow you
1: managed to like bring it in so how does that process work or how or if you know if you're in that process. Okay, so some licensing is not something I handle directly for Band Dream. I do yeah. handle it directly for default dj Okay. Okay, when you say directly, it's more of, I manage what's done, what's not done by contact with the people licensing it. Uh-huh. Because usually that's all done by the Japan office. They are the uh-huh. other direct talkers from you know, talk directly to the companies involved. But, okay, licensing can be especially complicated for songs, You know, because when you talk about global versions, so, okay, so in the Japanese version, right, let's say they want to add a song, they co-op the... The Japan office, the, the other licensor and he's asked, "Hey, I want to put your song in my game. How much do you want for it?" So they come mm-hmm. to agreement. They, I want this much, they can use it for how many years? Okay, got settled. Then we call and say, "Okay, hey, we want the same song for the global version. How much do you want for it?" And they're like, "Okay, this is where you get complicated. For North America, we sub-license it up to this other company, so you got to call, you going to call them. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, okay, guess you're gonna make one call. And they say, wait, 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 for Europe, it's this other company. Like, they do mm-hmm. calls then. And they say, wait, wait, but for Asia, we sub-license it out to this other company, who then sub-license it out to another company for Southeast Asia. And we're just like, you kidding me? There's a whole lot of costs I need to make now. Mm-hmm. So, this business negotiation will take more time because you've got all these other partners and all of them want their cut, right? You know, they all want a certain sum and then you've got to agree what, how much is reasonable in bring it over the global version. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for Japan, in the end, it's just one country. But for the global versions, it always spans the rest of the world, other than East Asia
0: so yeah this way it gets
1: complicated yeah yeah and I, I noticed
0: definitely in d4dj where again it's not a thing in Bandai, which is mm-hmm. i guess a little surprising but a d4dj there's this instance where you know songs added to the, the EN server and then suddenly they're like oh actually you now have a week before the song's gone so yeah, 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 yeah. i think that's what you mentioned how like you only have for a certain amount of time where you have yeah. to license and then you kind of have to remove the, the software yeah the license thing. rights are
1: generally speaking a uh, certain amount uh that's royalty for a certain amount of time. So when mm-hmm. the time expires, you sort of review again whether you want to have it again or you know, mm-hmm. it is just not the people are playing a song. You know, just just move it I guess. Good. Okay. good,
0: good. Uh, one question I also want to ask, and this might be pretty relevant for many of you. Uh, when when is uh, Carol still coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to know this answer. Huh? Uh, I I would love I went to my first kara expo in, in 2019. Thought it was a blast. Yeah. I almost died because <laughs> of the uh, lineups oh, at 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually almost legitimately died. Um oh, but man. I almost like because the, we were we were all running to like the lineups and like trying to get in and um the friend in front of me, I had a feeling there was something bad going on, so I went to the side as I was running, and he fell over and tried to trample. And then I was just like Ouch. and I couldn't do anything to like save it because I was like I have to. I have to go get Aina's autograph. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, buddy. You're lost. Um, you get it. No, I
2: got Kunoharos instead. I got Kudohara's instead. But that's good. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah.
0: But Haro is next. Haro is next. So that. That's why I want Cara Expo Twenty Twenty Three. So
1: <laughs> any. Any plans on that? okay so i can't really share too much on this but i think definitely speaking the situation is still kind of volatile right now you know i think nobody wants to come to a point where everyone's still wearing it and wear masks and all these things so i think we might still want to wait for things to die down a bit more Mm -hmm. because all these things like guessing checks and stuff you know for a large scale pond it can get very complicated you know i think we saw our stories at ax and stuff you know it's just very complicated to run all these extra layers of security on top Mm -hmm. so i think we might want to wait a bit more for the situation to die down and make sure everything's okay because even now japan they still have a lot of troubles in COVID, yeah, yeah, so it's going to put the flag to yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. For sure. I, I definitely understand. Even at, like,
0: as we were approaching this year, I'm like, yeah, this is probably not going to happen. We'll have to yeah, we'll see maybe yeah. next year. Right. Uh, again, Cara Expo in, in America usually happens in, in December, yeah, December. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a whole whole year of planning and, and see how things go. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how things go yeah. as, as time comes. But definitely uh, Care Expo would definitely be like it was definitely one of my favorite comic series, just because like everyone just like very niche on what they yeah, like, and yeah. it's like really easy They're to to, t- t- to communicate. <laughs> Although I think during Terra Expo 2019, probably one of the most difficult times was the fact that during that weekend, Discord was down.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs>
0: Discord was down for the whole
1: weekend. Yeah.
0: And like, it, I, I enjoyed it personally because then, <laughs> instead of everyone on their phones, because people might be right beside each other and they're like talking to each other on Discord. I'm just like, just talk in person. Just interact with people. So everyone just had to forcefully talk verbally to each other. And I'm like, this is great. This is the best. But obviously, I think manager wise it probably was a nightmare. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like
1: we comic on Discord. What management side?
0: Well, <laughs> well, people might be like trying to complain, and you yeah. can't really see their complaints. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, obviously, management side
1: was all just talking over. I think even using Google Hangouts. the time, oh, okay, Oh, so. okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but that, that was a that was a, an interesting just, experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're pr- approaching the time limit soon, uh, everyone. But um, does anyone have any other questions? Again, I've 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 asked a lot. How is it getting like a global
1: server specific song into the game? So, you I mean an English uh, server, like an original song?
0: Like blank blank meow <laughs> <gal> and blank <laughs> blank, <laughs> blank sakana. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about different songs here. Kind of both, I
2: suppose.
1: Uh, so, to get an English server original, uh usually speaking we just have to speak to the licensor and ask them you know how much same thing you know we negotiate from the start how much do you want for this put the song into our game and from there the trouble is you know making the song tracks because usually for speaking song tracks are done by prompt 8 but if you're doing it for english original our english devs need to work on it and honestly we work with a very small team you know like i say for our producer side right we only have one producer one manager me. so for the devs it's, i don't think it's that much better you can pick a few devs there but uh, they got a hand spool, looks like over to the English version. So it can be hard for them to schedule time to outsource, you know, find people to make this tracks and stuff. So that's why the process takes a little bit longer. But from there, otherwise, it's quite simple. I mean, we did have a couple of English originals to date. So we're just seeing, you know, whether this process is worth it to bring in originals. Obviously, we, it is something we do want to do more of, and we are looking into that at the as well. That
0: that kinda leads to the fact that like Minkitsume was added in the end first mm-hmm. before JP. So that was yeah, that was yeah, probably yeah. a pretty interesting project where he yeah. somehow got Baby
1: Metal to give the approval to like, <laughs> okay, I guess we'll
0: we'll put it in an EN server <laughs> first before JP. That was a really surprising
1: that happened, as well. I had no idea that was gonna go that way. But well there you go,
0: we had some little little freebies in, in the end part. Um any other questions? I have a question just for me. Who's your favorite
2: member of Telepathy World? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh,
1: you have to think about it. Uh oh yeah. There are I others. mean it's definitely Misaki, right? Good, 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 Eternal right? suffering <laughs> is is, is <laughs> <Eternal> <laughs> suffering, right? It's just why I came with I guess we toy.
0: <laughs> what about pasta palettes? <laughs> uh
2: that's a tough one. That's a I guess. That's a good, that's a
0: good answer. Poppin' party. party, yeah. Poppin' party? Yeah. Are you Oh, oh, awesome. all right. wow. <laughs> that's pretty pretty interesting, pretty interesting there. Yeah.
2: Alright,
0: who wins Pasta Pate? Pasta Pate, Yeah, we said Chisato, for Pasta Pate. Yeah, 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 Pasta Pate. And then we already yeah. know Rosellia, that, that makes sense. I, right, I guess we're good. just gonna go through the whole list here. Right.
1: That's, <laughs> that's good, that's good.
0: If you, are if you are better in that combo contest, I <laughs> might have had a chance to win my wrong yeah, figure
2: yeah. I actually had that before, but yeah Okay, okay. That's,
0: good. that's good, that's good Oh yeah, for those who, who aren't aware and those listening, uh, Lucia's kind of awful at the game, so <laughs> uh,
2: I have not played the game since, since 2019? When when whenever
1: the umbrella... No, no the umbrella was the first one, I did the cooking class oh, yeah, yeah, for you. So that is, was my so last yeah. event Come back to the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was retired from the game, but like, even when I was actively playing, I was never that like, good at it. Rhythm games aren't really my forte, oh, okay. So like the max I can do is probably at twenty-four to go to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Your your, your
0: expertise goes to I mean, tower defense. defense. To be honest,
1: when you get to my age, you know it's do not <laughs> the way you want it to anymore. Right? Oh man,
0: talking about age now, man, <laughs> man. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I, I wish, right? But oh, no, cool. I've never gotten three on my oh, side. Right? You can ask for it maybe. if I ask for it, maybe, but I didn't feel right to ask for it either. Because of course when I was still actively playing a game, right, I felt that I really wanted to get the same experience as the players, to make sure that how much I'm paying right, is the same amount that the players are paying, to sort of understand how much they're paying and whether that balance works out for the players. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Pretty pretty suffer cool. along with everyone, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happened during the Gura
2: stream with the mysterious oh, happy the, Kokoro card? The, attribute the Kokoro. off attribute. Like it was the Taiko Kokoro, the taiko Kokoro but she was the was wrong element. Yeah, she was the wrong attribute in Gura's stream when she pulled it. It was like uh it's supposed to be cool, it's supposed right? To be cool. But her card was
1: happy. What? That was a long time ago. I really yeah. don't <laughs> remember. Yeah. What, I see what happened maybe she had a developer's build, Maybe there's yeah. saw something like yeah, not wrong there. Like,
0: so that event, Beating in the Rain, was supposed to be a happy event, and they changed it to cool, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, it was like it was like Gira was streaming,
2: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And streaming actually, high, so. She did the Gasha. Yeah, yeah. She got Taiko Kokoro. But it was the wrong <laughs> at yeah, So I, I was
0: saying that maybe like in the initial oh, developments yeah, of Beating sure, in the Rain, yeah. it might have been happy, and then they're like, actually let's make it cool. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that you sound like I don't know, know. Yeah, the attack That was a weird stream because like again, it was also like it kind of felt a little bit restrictive, too, because it's like, oh, she could only play songs for, like, I think specifically from, yeah, from Bushiro. Know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously cover songs. Copyright is
1: a very complicated issue yeah. Yeah. it was It was. It was, it, was a,
0: it was an interesting stream. but it was cool that, like, you know, you're able to sort of get involved with VTubers with and slowly grow, and I guess that leads to another question. Like, you know, it seems like Bushiro is really pushing in the direction towards VTubers. They have, like, new band that like, getting auditions for, like... You know, bringing VTubers in. So, what yeah. was that? What was that? Like, I don't know if you know, like, what sort of made uh Bushiro going into that direction.
1: Honestly, I, yeah, I'm not very aware of how the negotiations for that went on for the Japanese mm-hmm. side. But, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, we have a very close working partnership with cover And so, mm-hmm. we need that uh, creative tips, so, you know understood better mm-hmm. of are probably to try and push in that direction. Yeah. Because, in the end, if you look at it, the current time base is it's all pivoting towards VTubers. It's inevitable that, you know, you try and capture some of the audience back to do live content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's it's really cool to see that so many VTubers are like kind of like it, like interacting and sort of getting involved in, in the promotion. There's yeah. there's Gura and there's also um Yuna as well. Like a little oh, smaller, yeah. of course, smaller that's scale, but like, still yeah. very, very cool to see. Mm-hmm. And then you know now we're having like all these VTubers like coming in. There's there's one for D4 DJ as well. I think it was Iris that did D4 DJ. Yeah, Iris D yeah. you know. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. did D4DJ. Well that's cool. That's definitely really cool. Um uh, we have Okay, so going back to a question that was asked earlier, um, or at least we built on earlier, this is from Steve. Yeah. Um, How about, so like, what happened with like, the English version of Legendary and the English version of, hey, excellent, hey, let's Mm -hmm. go. Like, how did that process come in and then eventually, you know, get into the game?
1: Okay, so with that one, right? uh, The song was already recorded for the, you know, the openings for the anime. anime. So back then we were trying to push this anime in Singapore, and we had to put the opening song in English. So they, a specific, they wrote and recorded a specific version of it just for that. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, it already existed in English, right? So why not just bring it over? And then if you didn't have to just do anything to, you know, make a new chart, Just you make sure the song is at the same length and the same chart, just put it in there. So it was a much simpler process than.
0: Yeah. Although, hey, excellent, hey, let's go, or wow. right. so is a slightly different. The, the map in the Ian version and the mm-hmm. actual, like, Japanese version is actually slightly different. The Japanese version yeah. is longer, so probably have to do so. anything here It's more yeah. yeah. simpler than making a whole new track. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Thing, yeah. For sure, for sure. Good, good. All right, uh, any any last questions? No? Okay, I want to ask
1: one more question to you, yeah, Lucio. Yeah. What
0: is your favorite part of working in in, in Bushiro?
1: definitely it's the interacting with fans i would say because you really meet the most passionate fans who really put in all their time into like talking about the product and stuff right they're really passionate about the characters and stuff and because i also like the characters right so for me to read through everyone's tweets and then you know so it helps me understand the characters better in a way as well so i really like interacting with all the fans and seeing their thoughts on the project and it helps me align with what we should be doing as well to try and you know get me as many people as happy as possible i guess because in the end really you know, we have a content company. We can content for everyone. We do love seeing fans being
0: happy. For sure, for sure. Well, that's good. That's good. So, uh, again, Lucio, it was a great pleasure to have you in this panel today. And oh, thank I you it. again <laughs> uh, to everyone who joined this panel, ask some questions. And, of course, uh, to everyone listening live on Discord, and, of course, eventually in uh, on uh, our podcast platforms, for the Refill Studio, uh, definitely uh, thank you all for, for listening. I want to do my usual, like, outro thing so don't mind me so um the, the set has been complete uh make sure you get your cans ready and refill on our next set ready to refill the 99 because that's what we always do and we'll see you all um next time so again lucia thank you very much for uh
1: having this panel here